0: Hey, everybody. Absolutely fantastic episode of the NFT Morning Show today. We discuss Elon Musk tweeting about Milady's, what the uh, you know motivation was behind that, whether he pumped Dogecoin in the past when he had Dogecoin, things like that. Beyond that, we also discuss the ApeCoin and Bored Ape situation with entities like Periscope and Ben Dow manipulating the price of the collection and potentially uh, causing issues for holders. We also discuss Coinbase uh, declaring that Pepe is an alt-right symbol. Overall, uh, it's a great episode of the show. The show is sponsored by Phantom Wallet, so go to phantom.app for a superior crypto wallet experience and NFT wallet experience. For that matter, Ethereum, Polygon, and Solana are all supported. And last but not least, go to the nifty.com slash claim and put in the claim password Anubis, A-N-U-B-I-S, to get today's free NFT. Hope you enjoy the show. Good morning ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the NBA uh, yeah the NBA the NFT morning show NBA today is NBA. Thursday sorry Nick the NBA, baby. It's the NBA. It's the big leagues. Today is Thursday, May 11th. Uh, if you're, if it's your first time tuning in, we run this show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10, 15 a.m. Eastern Time every week where we discuss all things NFTs, crypto, technology, entertainment, gaming, finance, and just about everything in between. The show is also available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. So make sure you check it out on other platforms as well if you enjoy the show. I'm your host, Po, here with my co-host, Nifty Nick, the funniest man in the business. We got Signal, coder-turned-content creator, the host of Artist Spotlight, weather reporter extraordinaire. Absolutely love hearing her takes on this show. Easy Eats Bodega, the host of GMGM Market Talk, the dog behind Bodago's NFT collection, soon to hit a blockchain near you. Day trader extraordinaire. Kicks is moving today, uh, so we got a little bit of a, a skeleton crew here. Of course, uh, we have Spencer of Spencer Ventures representing for Institutional Capital on the video feed. I see he's sporting some serious Clonex and Artifact drip from the hat to the shirt. Very, very cool stuff. Uh, Clemente, the man behind the scenes, the head of growth at the Nifty, the producer of this show and the producer of the Bitcoin show, for that matter, wouldn't be able to do the show without him. And last but not least, we have Bunny. Bunny, your bio just says that you wish Elon would pump your bags. I mean, don't you? (laughs) So you don't have m'lady exposure?
1: No, no, dude. Uh, I was never a big 4chan guy, you know?
0: (laughs) Bunny, what do you make of that tweet from Elon? I don't
1: know. He was like... Wasn't he like looking, he was like looking through his ex's replies or something. I think that's how he found it. Weird. Was he stalking his ex? Like he bought Twitter so he could stalk his ex.
0: (laughs) It was a a response to Grimes' tweet. It was a two miladies, and he looks like he just, he liked it and then took it and reposted himself.
1: This is also the third time he's stolen a meme from someone in the NFT. Yeah, like, this guy's got to make his own content.
0: (laughs) Well, I remember when he posted the 6529 sees the memes one. What was the other time?
1: He stole a meme from a bored ape. I can't remember who it was.
0: Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, we're going we're gonna to definitely dive into this story. I guess before I go any further, Nifty Nick, how are you doing this morning?
2: I'm doing all right. Um, I had a dream about Elon. Oh. I, I And I sent him a text message to let him know about it.
0: You have his phone uh, number?
2: Yeah, I've always had his phone number. We go back. Uh, way back, you know, and uh, let him know I've been dreaming about you, man. Been, uh I I imagined him. I was at a, a holiday uh, like like a family holiday situation, except my family was quite large. It was <laughs> not my not my normal family. And uh, I walked into one of the buildings. There were multiple. Bu- Mr. Beast was there. Uh, and I walked into another building, uh, where the Thanksgiving dinner was being prepared. There were two separate buildings that the family was split between because my family does include, uh, Mr. Beast. Um, and I, and I walk in and Elon's sitting there and it's just me and Elon ch- chilling and we're chatting and we're hanging out and, uh, You know, we had a nice conversation. He was like, Man, this has been really. He he asked for some feedback on Twitter. I provided. He was like, This has been incredibly insightful. Uh, Could we schedule a meeting like this for again tomorrow? And uh, we scheduled one for the next day. You know, I didn't, the dream didn't last long enough for me to determine whether or not that second dream occurred. But I did feel, even in the dream, that there was, I was like, Why is his calendar so empty? He showed me his calendar. (laughs) And, like, and literally like slotted me in. And I was like, oh, this dude has three meetings. And then afterwards, I'm thinking like, doesn't this guy work an insane amount? <laughs> like, how, like how was his calendar that empty? Something does not add up here. A little questionable. She, he was there because he was with some other family member who I don't know, some female who was dating him. And uh, so she brought him along.
0: Okay. Uh, Nick, when I have dreams like that, I typically, I feel robbed when I wake up because I had such like a nice conversation with the thing in the, you know, the the entity in the dream. And I'm like, that, that entity didn't exist. It might as well be a ghost or something. Um, what do you mean? I mean, you were having a conversation with dream Elon. And
2: so you woke up being disappointed that that conversation was not real?
0: Yeah, I feel robbed. I'm like, I was having a conversation with, you know, this, uh, like whatever that entity is in my brain, it's your brain playing tricks on you. It's not cool.
2: I've never ended up in that situation. Um, like where I was disappointed. I have been uh, disappointed when I woke up because I died. You know, like there's some uh, death that occur- they say, if you die in your dreams, then you die in real life. But like you, I, I, I always wake up right as the knife goes in, you know, or right <laughs> as the, uh, like some, some other right as the elevator falls, right as, uh, <laughs> you know, s- someone attempts to choke me out. Um, and I wake up assuming that, uh, well, I've survived it.
0: Well, there you go. Uh, Spencer, how are you doing? I'm assuming uh, a similar dream happened to you last night.
3: Well, I was doing good and then I now I had to hear this like weird bit about a dream going on in Elon <laughs> it's not, it's so not, now it's not a bit. Like I didn't I didn't it's like not a bit that it's real. If, yeah. this isn't this isn't pretend, this is real life. This is serious. This is this is people's lives we're talking about here.
0: Yeah.
3: Um Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I'm I'm vibing. I'm having a good day. I'm watching I, I don't know, one of the more ridiculous things that I've seen kind of unfold in the entire NFT space happened yesterday. And that was the whole Paris space debacle. I don't know if we're going to talk about that, but um, we pretty, should. Pretty, pretty, pretty strange to watch it play out. I've had a lot of people asking about it, and it's like there's a set of facts that I'm happy to share from what it appears externally, but it's just so messy. And like, it's just kind of nuts to me, right? Like, you do some soul searching sometimes, and you look and you see that fully 10% of bored apes are in either Paris space or bend out.
0: Ten percent. That's a lot. That's a thousand. A lot. <laughs>
3: thousand. Yeah. Good math. Good math.
2: Yeah. Crushed it. Scared Nick off the video stream. Uh, no, I, we... I had to get my tea. Was what I had to do. Okay. That's dream I, I, that tea. He was. He
3: he was. He was really hoping that he could just fade back out of it and
2: meet Elon and go back
3: <laughs> and ask him. Elon, can you put the Nifty Portal NFT? Can you put it on the
0: timeline, please? <laughs> that'd be pretty funny and extra random that one people would be like well why are you doing this elon no i'm just kidding um elon's a fan of the show we're
3: crushing it you know we've got the numbers up on the twitter spaces elon's bringing you know he's like who could possibly i bring to this platform that would be more exciting than good nicholas and serpio and clemente and the whole gang the only
0: person you could ever think of is Tucker Carlson. <laughs> you know, right? Like I- I'd have him on the show in a heartbeat. That'd be that'd be badass. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna get into it. Today we're gonna talk about Elon Musk's tweet. Uh, that we've mentioned here that sent the NFT space into a frenzy. We're going to talk about NFT five platform Paraspace. Spencer just brought it out, uh, brought it up, and the public meltdown and how this might uh, impact Board Ape Yacht Club holders that are staking their apes. And we're going to, I guess, have a bit of fun with Congressman Brad Sherman following his viral clip against crypto bros yesterday. I wonder if we're going to get Kevin McCarthy involved. Uh, if there's going to be some depth there on the uh, on the government side. Uh, If you have anything that you'd like to share about these topics or a different topic that you think is worth discussing, hit that purple button in the bottom right of your Twitter spaces screen and leave a comment or just request to speak and we'll let you on stage. Uh, You know, we have the crew. A couple of the crew members are out of town today, uh, so we have a a, a less dense uh, stage. So feel free to come anyway. Before we dive into the weather report, uh, we want to take a moment to thank the sponsor of today's show, and that's Phantom Wallet. Phantom Wallet, as you probably know, is the leading wallet on Solana, but it's bringing its millions of users over to Ethereum and Polygon. So people on Ethereum and Polygon can now experience Phantom's badass superior user experience with NF- and, and also NFT features. So with Phantom, you can easily showcase your NFTs across all three networks and you manage them in one convenient location. You don't have to worry about switching wallets anymore. And Phantom has a browser extension as well as world-class apps for both iOS and Android. That's right, mobile apps. So you can access your wallet from anywhere. You can search and pin your NFTs and hide spam to make sure your collection is organized. One of the most popular features is, is the ability to directly list and edit your NFT prices on different marketplaces without leaving the Phantom Wallet app. You've heard me talk about this before. It's already live for Solana, but it's coming very soon for Ethereum NFTs. It's great because even if a marketplace is messing up, You can just list directly from the wallet. So the upgrade to Phantom is seamless. You don't have to send your NFTs or transfer assets. You just import your MetaMask wallet directly into Phantom. So visit phantom.app and import your ETH wallet. That's phantom.app. Uh, anyway, moving on to the weather report. Uh, I know it was Kix's day, but I think he's in the middle of moving. Signal, I know you're on the move also. Signal, are you able to tap? I'm him? good. Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah, I'm, a- I'm able to get that signal. You know, what I was thinking, does Elon Musk ever have a dream where he goes, I walked into a room and Nick was there? Probably.
2: I mean, like, <laughs> like I said, we go way back, and that seems to be – he never really mentions me or gives me shout-outs, but that doesn't mean that we're we're not close. Um,
4: oh no, I'm just hoping he does, you know. But if you're not having as sexy dreams as Nick with Elon Musk, uh, I and I hope you are. Um, let's see if we can level it
2: up and oh, make your bags go up in, in your dreams. Up, unfortunately, but sorry Nick, maybe, I said he didn't take his clothes off in it. Unfortunately, but maybe in the next one.
4: Episode two, let's watch. Anyway, today, everyone, Thursday, the 11th of May. That market volume is looking sexy as well. It is back up over 50% on yesterday. We're up at 41 million. Blur as well, looking beautiful at 26. And OpenSea at 10. On to leaders. It's uh, looking uh, a little bit slippery, slippery slope down. Apes at 43. Mutants just under 10 at 9.8. Punks uh, are nicely sitting comfortably above Apes at 49.4. Azuki holding 14.5. Deagle doing well at 8.6 captains holding strong at 7.1 Pudgy seeing a little bit of a retrace off the back of that announcement now down to 3.9 and Moonbirds at 2.1 over the past 24 hours well, Elon Musk, we've talked about him. He sent the markets into a tailspin after he tweeted a Milady meme. The Milady the trading activity skyrocketed. It sent the floor from 3.8 all the way up to 7.5. Um, and it was actually the second highest blend trade, trading collection yesterday after Azuki. On to the meme coin side of the market and it's Coinbase versus Pepe. The company is facing FUD after they wrote in a newsletter that Pepe is a hate symbol of the alt-right Hashtag Delete Coinbase is trending on Twitter and has now broken forty thousand tweets. Let's see who wins that battle. On to the art side of the market, an artist Alfonso Centurio Kid's collection of broken the keys, sold out in an auction. There were forty-eight one of one one of one pieces, and he raised more than one point three five million in revenue. The big collectors came in, including VVD OSF and a six five two nine fund. And lastly, crypto dick butts. Uh, also on the meme coin side of things, they're up thirty percent after the token. Gooch announced that 10.5% of the token allocation would go to the CBD holders based off the 5th May snapshot and another 10.5% following an August 5th snapshot. And that floor is up to 1.6 ETH. So we're seeing these OG crypto collections just getting rained on with money maybe we should be in them. I don't know. On to crypto. Things are pulling back just slightly. BTC at 27.4. ETH at 1.8. Solana holding 20 and Ape a little bit down to 3.2. So on the NFT side and market on the weather side, is looking pretty sunny. Back to you folks.
0: Absolutely fantastic weather report as usual. Signal some other updates from the Nifty Daily Digest, which is the daily newsletter that we publish at the nifty.com. You're also going to need to have an account on that website on the nifty.com if you want to claim today's free NFT. So make sure that you go there and sign up. Uh, Spencer touched on this. NFT5 protocol Paraspace addressed concerns over the 2909 Ethereum recovered from a hack and removed its CEO from the protocol's multi-sig following allegations of treasury mismanagement. Beyond that, OpenSea Pro introduced the Farmer Wallet Labels feature, enabling identification of users frequently engaging in bid-based buying and selling and displaying the percentage of items they hold within a specific collection. Seems like an effort to try to uh, compete with Blur. We'll see if it has any impact. Last but not least, the IRS filed claims of nearly 44 billion against bankrupt crypto exchange now infamous exchange FTX potentially placing it ahead of other creditors good god the IRS trying to get a piece those are your updates from the Nifty Daily Digest. I think I, I want to go a little out of order uh, off of this call sheet, Clemente. Uh, I think we got to talk about the Milady tweet from Elon Musk. We, we definitely have to get to Paris a thousand percent. I also want to talk about Coinbase. A lot of interesting stuff to talk about today. Uh, but this Milady meme from Elon, I mean, he, obviously Elon Musk is not a, a dumb guy. He's not a guy that's unaware. Does he realize what he's doing? Like, does he know that he's pumping NFTs with these with these memes?
3: I mean, the question is, do you think he went and bought over a period of a long time to see it? Or is he just pining for his ex? He's,
2: he's been gone. he's been accumulating milady steadily. <laughs> oh, yes. I hear that that's been part of the future strategy of his sort of uh, he, he, assets center management he joke, but I'm so certain that he did that with
3: Doge, right? Like. Like, it's not a huge jump to think that he and his friends were doing that, right?
0: Fair. Well, So what makes you think he certainly did it with Doge?
3: I mean, like, what do you think? Like, why did you not think that he did that, right? Like,
0: he <laughs> he, he
3: pumped, he changed, the, he changed the icon of Twitter to Dogecoin and pumped it. Like, in the most obvious full send thing ever. Like, you really have to be some sort of idiot to not like have exposure to the pump you just did. Like what like, especially with Doge, the amount of, of, of market cap that he's creating every time he tweets about it is so significant there's no way he doesn't have exposure to it. Right. Like he's clearly pumping his own
0: bets. Okay, but okay, so Spencer, you know, he's one of the richest people in the world. He's got several businesses. Obviously Tesla, right? That's uh that's his kind of biggest uh, yeah. nut. You know, so you you think basically he's like, I need extra liquidity. Let me create some with with Doge because I can do it very easily. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I wonder like how much he's putting in and how much he's taking out. It must be a lot.
3: I mean, it's on the order of magnitudes of like, ah, like probably like five to 10 million, right? Like needs a little spending cash here or there. Like, boop, let me tweet about Doge. Get some call options. Yada, yada, lever up, whatever, right?
0: Nick, do you think this is happening? Do you think that Elon is basically uh, making leveraged bets on on Doge and other assets as he pumps them through the platform he now owns, uh, Twitter? I don't
2: know about Twitter, um, or sorry, like I don't know about uh, Doge. I, I'm going to take the under on Milady's being something that he's doing. <laughs> yeah. uh, that said. Um, you know that guy's a sneaky guy, and when we had a conversation in our meeting yesterday, um, it, it you mean pretty, you and him had a conversation in me, your dream? Excuse me, I'm I'm speaking. Um, when he uh, uh, when he and I were having a conversation yesterday, it became pretty clear, you know, that he's just he's so heavily focused on you know strategic uh, directions of Twitter that it's not clear to me that he'd have time to do that sort of thing right now. Especially with the amount that he's working, that he would spend all that time to collude on, uh, on miladies. I do think that that's a way easier thing for him to do, or far easier for him to do with, uh, with Doge. And unless he has a, a team member whose job is to essentially manage small amounts of, uh, illiquid assets. <laughs> For him, for him to corner the market and make, you know, fifty thousand dollars at the, at a time when he's uh, either number one or number two richest person <laughs> in the world, um, I'm going to take the under.
0: <laughs> I like it, Bunny. Any thoughts on this uh, tweet from Elon Musk? The results it had on Milady's. What do you think, Bunny?
1: I mean, I think if you didn't sell your Milady. Yeah, uh, you're out of your mind after you know after the tweet. I think Spencer's right; he's definitely pumping his Doge bag. Like, how could you not think that? Uh, and I wish you would have tweeted about board apes because uh, they're down pretty bad.
0: Well, if you remember, he made his profile picture a bunch of board apes, and I feel like that actually didn't have an insane effect on the price. Am I am I wrong about the result of that?
1: I I don't remember the, like the exact. Like price action, I, I know it went up after he did it because I'd look through, I, I think even Kix was like, Kicks was like breaking, everybody was deep diving into the nobody.eth wallet. Yeah. Uh, like saying it was fucking Elon after that. I do remember. I don't know who would have done that.
0: <laughs> Spencer, I saw you on mute. Uh, did you have a comment on that? I think we can move on.
3: Yeah, I, I remember it went up in price. I think it may have not been as substantial as like percentage wise as this Milady pump, but yeah, I don't know. The thing is also, like, about Miladies here is, like, much as I hate to admit it, I do think Miladies are probably sticking around. Like, I don't know. Like, it, it wouldn't shock me if they don't pull back as hard as people would expect. Just, like, unlike the Punk6529 memes, this feels like it has a community.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I briefly went on the Miladies website yesterday, and it was my first time actually going on the proper Miladies website And what I'll say is I do feel as though the project was created with themes and kind of a cohesive idea in mind, whether or not it's an idea that you're into. The website looks like it's from the early 2000s. They clearly articulate exactly what the art theme is of the collection. Here it is right here. Uh, I guess it's Y2K era Japan. Um, is like this. It's a very specific cultural yeah. reference. If you like, Clemente, real quick, play that audio. The, see that little audio. Yeah. Play that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they what I, vibe I, they're trying to create. Well, I mean, I do know what vibe they're trying to create. It, turn it off. It makes me uncomfortable. Turn it off. It makes me uncomfortable. But like, they even give you an audio vibe for the website. Then if you scroll down, Clemente. Uh, There's like a a, so here we go. Milady style is inspired by the subcultural fashion tribes of Y two K Japan. So it's like a very distinct inspiration. Then if you go down, you know, lifestyle stuff, the you know, whatever they they specify that. The Miladies are designed for VR. Then they have a video of a rave from last summer with Miladies. And the way it's shot, the way it's edited is, I mean, it's very good for capturing what they're trying to go for. Um, there is, There was definitely a lot of thought put into the collection. Is it a, for a specific demographic? I would say yes. Um, but I, I did find it interesting. Go ahead, Spencer. You're beating around the bush here, which is that this is sort of like, there's all these like pedophilia like like uh
3: like things about ladies there's like 4chan so, stuff so,
2: so so i'm trying to understand what that like the design of the website looks like 4chan but I, i'd like to understand more up until now we've always described it as being like if only they knew what this was associated with i i'm too uncomfortable to discuss it <laughs> i'm trying to understand what what that is like is it is it that disturbing that uh, because why are there other people that I know that actually have miladies on Twitter? Frantillations like has a milady. Yeah, why do they feel comfortable with it if it's so deeply so associated like, with pedophilia? So, like, there is this thing. There is this side of crypto,
3: right? And crypto interactions that's, like, the more, like, you push out normies, the more you can get to, like, the true degen alpha or whatever, right? So there's period of times, like, I would say during DeFi summer, it was like if you ran into someone whose telegram was like hentai and they had like a Japanese username on telegram, like that's where you know you were getting the real alpha because they're like doing some sort of thing that like makes a normie uncomfortable. And so like I think like that's the, the, the cultural element of crypto that these are trying to like play on. I don't know. It's 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 definitely strange to me.
0: Well, yeah, no one said it's not, it's definitely not mainstream, right? It's not a fastball down the middle, but clearly it's attracted, uh, you know, a certain audience and uh, I guess it encaptures a vibe and I'd say it is definitely deep internet, you know, 4chan, but there's a whole side, I mean, dude, the Pepe meme coin is basically just an example of like deep internet crypto, you know, like the kind of penultimate of the Anon 4chan Message board forum, you know, weird kind of culture. I don't know. Like, uh, anyone else have any thoughts on this? Before we move on, we can move on from the ladies. Well, uh,
1: I think you definitely landed yourself on an FBI watch list just for
0: going on the website. To be, <laughs> <honest>. <laughs> I mean, did I? It's just an NFT site. <laughs> Pio made me do it. Um, the the only thing that I noticed yesterday, Pio was a, a rare mistake. I think by Blur. Uh, they got so excited about the, this frenzy that was going on that they tweeted out PSA. You can buy a lady for only 0.9 ETH and pay or sell the rest later. Um, why is that a mistake? They were advertising their, their product. It's a, well, a, how many of your users, it was the, the floor was at 5.7 ETH. How many of your users are going to get wrecked from that? Um, and it was, I would say, I would call it a kind of an endorsement of one platform or of one collection. Um, I don't think it's looking out for your user's best interest, in my opinion, but um, I'm happy to listen to different perspectives there. I yeah, mean, yeah, that's like p- in the
1: middle of an Elon Musk gigapump. They're like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> come pay one fifth of the actual price uh, with like 100% interest daily. But You'll that's what right.
0: the product is. That's the product is, is you know, buy yeah, a predatory fi- lending. Predatory. Yeah, sure. I mean, Spencer, what do you think? Do you think that was a misstep? I, I don't think so, personally. But I'd love to know what you think. That uh, Blur was basically trying to uh, advertise their product, the Blend product, in that moment.
3: Why, why would that be a misstep? I mean, this is because this okay. You have to, the thing you have to understand about Blend is Blend is actually an options protocol. Blend is not really a loan protocol. It's like a, a it's like a, like a call and put options protocol, yep. right? And so, like, of course, the thing is, like, options protocols, even if it's high interest rate, right? Like, um, make the most sense over, like, high interest rate per function of time makes sense the most over short time horizons, right? So, if you want to gamble on just like longing an Elon tweet, yeah, blend blend everything, right? Like, that makes, that makes like sense as like the DJI gambling use case, right? Um, if you're going to take a 3% per day interest rate loan, then, you should do that like on a collection that is like huge volatility because right. otherwise you're just going to lose money.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think that's what the product is. So I'm not surprised that they uh, tweeted it out then. Uh, moving on, this Coinbase commentary, the reason I think that this is interesting. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you aren't aware, uh, I think a lot of Pepe meme coin holders. We're calling for Pepe to be listed on major exchanges like Coinbase. Gemini, I think, did list Pepe, for example. Go ahead, Nick. What, what's the deal? What's OX
2: Polly's involvement with Pepe coin? Easy? Does anybody know? He has a
1: bunch of it, I think, like super early. All I
3: know is he, 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 he was hard shilling it in critiques of the Borde Bia Club in a response to a tweet that I had.
2: Okay, so but he's not like the creator of it because I was trying to figure out if me buying this was putting money in his pocket. And if so, I I would never trade it again.
0: Uh, Nick, there are individuals that have speculated that he is either the loan creator or on a team of creators of the coin. Uh, It seems as though he has quite a bit. And it seems as though it's very possible if you were to put money into it some of that liquidity would make its way into his wallet. That's, that's the way that I kind of read the situation. Maybe I'm way off, but it seems like since the day it came out, all he's talked about on Twitter every single day constantly is that.
2: Yeah, so I, I, I have him muted, but I got tagged in something, and it, that something involves him writing about all these scammer, uh, scammer yeah, influencers on Twitter. like you. On Twitter, You. Yeah, and, th- and then literally the next day – Goes and pumps a shit coin, so like the irony of like so like I mean he he's just a toxic person in this <laughs> entire space. But so I, I don't need to this
0: is going it. to get clipped and it's going to get put into an AI rap song about Pepe shitting on you. And that song's actually going to probably be pretty good. So I'm okay. looking forward to hearing that song. Well, no, because the AI songs are all sick. Like, I don't know if you heard the AI and Pepe song with Drake. It's it's
2: good. It's like good. I'll probably be done by him since he's so obsessed over us. I mean, it's <laughs> like literally he's obsessed over that and losing money to Board Ape Yacht Club and creating racist bullshit. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, seems like a good use of his time.
0: There you go. So anyway, the reason I think that the uh, Coinbase thing is interesting is because so Coinbase responded to the request of listing Pepe and as we we commented uh before they said that, and I think yeah okay here's the official statement over time Pepe has been co-opted as a hate symbol by alt right groups including the uh, according to the anti defamation league the reason i think that this is interesting is because Brian Armstrong in years past declared a position that Coinbase doesn't have any sort of like political take on issues right there th- that is not what coinbase is going to do and i think that's really good but this almost almost like feels like it bleeds into that and it's about a pep uh, a crypto asset that's kind of weird isn't it
3: Spe- I didn't, so i don't know like here cuz here's the thing right like this is true this is part of pepe's history like i don't think this is a political statement right like no mm-hmm.
1: uh, are people debating whether this was true or not?
0: No, I guess like, yes, it,
1: yes, it, it, yes, they, yes, they were. I was on a Pepe space last night, and literally, so like, just like, they were saying yeah, it was I mean, misinformation. I'm like, it's quite literally information, like listed on the ADL's website, bro. Like that's This
3: <laughs> is this is like this is the thing. Is like, yeah, it, it would be wrong to talk about the history of Pepe to, and not mention like like Pepe has been reclaimed by internet degens as a meme, but. It, it was a meme that was for a period of time claimed like ex- almost exclusively by the alt right. Like that, that's a thing. That's like that, right? Like this is this is this is a true science fact, and so people want to cope and pretend like it's fake news, but it's just not. And so you, what you see too is the pictures going around Twitter clipped it, so it ended at the like whatever, like at, at them saying that. But this was actually like a whole long thing that Coinbase wrote that was like the history of it. I think people have their panties in a twist over this. This is the silliest like, gripe that I've seen in quite a while from a group of people, like, you know, the hardcore Pepe Djens. Um, like, I mean, I, I don't know, like, like, are you really this soft? Like, okay, Pepe Snowflakes, <laughs> like, go, <laughs> far, go off, like, I don't know, like, it, you just pretend that history didn't happen, like, you, you, yas. Like, uh,
1: so, I, 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 I thought it was weirder that they, like, spoke about, like, the price action of Pepe. They're like, it's that... It went down a quick fifty percent from all-time highs, although there were some people who like generated <laughs> like millions of dollars from it. It was like strange it It is
2: odd the overall message is weird. I have a hey I got a coinbase story for you. Uh, <laughs> this is totally unrelated, but wor- worthwhile <laughs> sharing, which is uh similar to before uh, I had someone call me up and say their coinbase support. And uh, someone had tried to take over my account and withdraw seven thousand dollars, which is funny because I don't have seven thousand dollars in a Coinbase account. Uh, so I and and they were like, "Yeah, we're the fraud, uh, the Coinbase fraud department." And I was like, "Oh, you're the Coinbase fraud department?" And the guy's like, "Uh, yeah. Like, why? Why are you laughing at that?" I'm like, "Okay, yeah. Keep going. Tell me more about what what happened to my account." And he was like, "April O'Neil." Uh, who may be a family member of yours. I don't have an April O'Neil. April, is, that's a
0: good name.
2: She, she is in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. April O'Neil oh, was, wow. a, uh, was a character in there. And, uh, you know, she uh, she's lo- also located in Brooklyn, New York, so must be a family member or something. Was attempting to withdraw money from your account. And I'm like, uh... Okay, tell me more. <laughs> He's like, "Are you? are not concerned?" <laughs> like, literally, kind of like appalled at my response to, to this whole thing because I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Like, what? What do I need to do next? Like, <laughs> do I need to give you a password reset code? Anyways, uh, my <laughs> there, there's the uh, uh, I've I've received a lot of these attempts of trying to take over, including with Apple. Uh, recently, so that's what's going on. You're a fishing uh,
0: target, Nick. Um, you know, on this Coinbase situation, what's your take? Because I'm I'm approaching this not from the take of like a Pepe snowflake, as Spencer pointed out, or a denier of the uh, adoption of the Pepe meme from the alt right. I'm not uh, I'm not in either of those camps. I'm in the camp that's interested uh, in why Coinbase is like you know just taking a position on this, whereas like. I feel like the brand before this moment would have just said, "We don't have anything to do with that. This is a crypto asset. It's literally a contract and a and a ticker, and we're going to put it on our platform." Like I don't know, is this interesting to you at all, Nick?
2: Not really. I mean, because it's it's uh it's just more debate over a meme coin. Look, uh, Coinbase has a bigger situation, which is. How they like curate these coins is very subjective. Yeah. And that's the bigger thing uh, about this whole story, which is sort of like if you're operating in this space, um, getting listed on Coinbase is like the holy grail. Um, getting listed on Gemini is decent. I don't know that it has any uh, price potential, price action necessarily um, uh, it, it outside of the leading up to it. Like the getting listed on Coinbase is what gives you that spike. Um, as they go buy a bunch and uh, create their own internal liquidity pool as a result of it. Um, But yeah, it's not... uh, Like, I don't have any skin in the game with Pepe at this point in time. I mean, part of me is interested. We we looked at the technicals, I think, yesterday, and I was like, yeah, okay, maybe I'll get um, uh, a little more, um, or I'll buy some uh, just to see what happens. But generally speaking it is odd that they got into the political side. Their messaging is just really weird. And uh, you, you need to think like, what are they trying to signal with that action? Like, why did they send that email out to everybody, right? Like that that's a bigger thing, which to me is like, oh, they're on the, uh, uh, like the SEC is watching all the emails that they send. And so they were trying to like signal something else w- weirdly in there. Trying to be like, oh no, 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 like we're very selective in the tokens that we list. Mm. We don't just place anything like it, it wasn't
1: I, an email I, I, to all the it was the it was a part of the Coinbase Bytes newsletter, I believe.
2: Oh, okay. Well then I don't know. I mean, maybe then their internal content team had nothing else to write about, basically. And they were like, okay, we'll just write about this.
0: Yeah, I don't want to get hung up on it. It just feels weird that they would like that they that that's the take that could, they would put Could forward.
1: It just be like a disclaimers maybe they are going to list it, right? And like they're like this is just like context around the coin since it has that name.
0: It's just weird to me that they would like make that commentary again, knowing Brian Armstrong and his previous positions on things like this. It's strange that this is suddenly something that, you know, brings his commentary. I don't know. We don't have to, you know, keep harping on it. We can yeah. move on. Um, Look, we're going to talk about uh, what Spencer brought up in just a second, which is Paraspace CEO uh, Yubo Ruan's uh, suggested mismanagement of almost 3,000 Ethereum. Just before uh, we get into that, I just want to shout out our sponsor, Phantom Wallet, one more time. Uh, So, look, a lot of you probably know Phantom Wallet, but you might not know uh, that it's about to pop off with great features for Ethereum and Polygon. What's so funny? What what are you guys smiling at right now? Spencer, uh, or <laughs> sorry, Clemente had
2: me pinned to the uh, to the top, so I started making funny
0: faces at, okay. the, at the screen. Okay, I didn't. Yeah, I, all right. Well, let, let me do my let me let me cook. You know. Anyway, uh, with some of the most notable figures in the space getting hacked, Phantomus set out to create a better solution and improve on the security issues that many users have had with competitors like MetaMask. Uh, Phantom is making their products for the end user, for the individual trader, right? So, got the browser extension, got the mobile apps, and those, both of those actually offer a transaction simulator prior to completing the transaction to make sure that you're protected and your assets aren't phished. Uh Phantom also supports Ledger Mobile, ensuring that your assets are kept secure even with hardware wallets. And Phantom has support for multiple seed phrases so you can import and manage all your wallets in one place without the need to send NFTs or transfer assets. Last but not least, Phantom has a dope user interface, which is super important that they're putting an emphasis on the user interface. And that's what their competitors don't do. They're making this for the end user. So it makes it easy to preview transactions, understand malicious activity, Um, And there's just not like a bunch of confusing mumbo jumbo when you're going to buy an NFT. Anyway, if you're ready to upgrade your wallet security, go and download Phantom at phantom.app. That's P-H-A-N-T-O-M.app and import your ETH wallet for the ultimate NFT experience. So look, uh, Spencer, it seems like you are on top of this Paraspace situation. If you want to kind of serve it up for us, I'd love to hear it. We, we got notes right here if you need additional context too.
3: Yeah. I mean, okay. So here's kind of like, I think this is a situation still unfolding. So I want to be a little careful here not to uh, give credibility to one side or the other because I, I, don't, I don't know the, the, the full extent of what's going on, right? But here's kind of the facts is that we see them as an external observer is basically... We know a few weeks ago there was a very large hack on the order of magnitude of about 3,000 ETH on Paraspace. Now, there was a group of white hat hackers that front ran the actual hack and took the money. Now, they took a 5% bounty uh, for having done this and then returned the rest. But they didn't return it to the protocol. They returned it to a different wallet, which it turns out uh, is, is the CEO's wallet, uh, not controlled by others. Additionally, the protocol itself had a really strange uh, signatory setup for the multi-sig that deployed the contract, which was two of five signers. Uh, now, it appears that like one to two of those signers is the CEO, and maybe other people didn't know that, etc. Um, but a bunch of other team members have gone and said, hey, the CEO is not giving the money back to the protocol. And they went through all of the investors, et cetera, and got ac- got access to the social media accounts and access to the multi-sig. And they have removed the CEO from both of those. Now, the CEO has come out and said that this is a social engineering attack on the protocol by the like marketing people who are the ones who took it over. I think most people I have seen are siding with the people who have taken over the social media and the contract that seems to be the vibes on the internet but again i don't want to make a specific claim the thing that i do think is important here is and so the the amount of money that the protocol itself is missing is not that substantial in the scope of how large the protocol is and i think they are capitalized enough to plug that hole but like and this is sort of at least my takeaway from this is this is just ridiculous right it's ridiculous that there's a couple of things going on one is that there are one, not even one, but two protocols that have 5% of Ford apes in them, right? In in a single wallet. There's two wallets of 5%. Paraspace is one of them. The second is, like you have to back solve, like, why are we in this situation? It's because the contract that Horizon Labs wrote for ApeCoin like, doesn't include a lot of very fundamental things. There's no claim all button. There's no auto compounding. And because... The board apes like the way you stake ape coin is on a board ape, you can't delegate to other people the right to staking. Um, the you have to deposit your board ape in another contract in order for you to like l- lend out your staking rights, which is a valuable asset within the board ape ecosystem. Um, and so it drives people towards doing things you shouldn't do, which is like the not your keys, not your crypto thing, where you have a bunch of coins and assets. Now, luckily there have not really yet been exploits of the apes in the protocol. However, if like, if this is a social engineering attack, which, again, I don't think it is, but it could be, right? It's not unreasonable to think this is a social engineering attack with a poorly set up signing logic on a multisig. Like, the question is, if that is true, and to be believed, which, again, I don't think it is, but it speaks to what could happen, and it could have been a social engineering attack, right, Um, then perhaps the apes are also at risk. And so this is like a question of how can... So what happens in the short run, right, with literally Paraspace, but then also long run, is this enough impetus to fix the issues with the ApeCoin contract? The complexity here, too, is it's unclear who has the signing authority to upgrade the ApeCoin contract itself. It's kind of weird if you look into things like the ApeCoin Dao uh, funds on a, like a monthly basis the contract. It is not a contract deployed by ApeCoin.
0: Are you working on this proposal that we have pulled up? or Are you just supporting the proposal that other people are making? No, this is a proposal that I wrote. Oh wow! <laughs> um, Look at so, so you're actually, you're going off on ApeCoin.
3: I have an AIP that's being drafted right now to um, redo the ApeCoin staking contract, such that uh, you can. Uh, auto compound claim all and no longer uh and and delegate the wallet which you stake from such that you don't need to deposit apes and other shit because my view on all of it is this is like it's one thing if people use third-party things where they deposit whatever like if you're trying to get loans against your shit or whatever like you know you do you like go off king like it's your asset right but the thing is this when you have 10 percent of board apes in two wallets for these auto-compounding protocols, like this, is an existential risk to the whole ecosystem. And even if you're not using Paraspace, guess what? You can't avoid exposure if you're owning Board Apes to Paraspace because there's 500 Bored Apes in the in one wallet on Paraspace, just Board Apes. Yeah. Not to mention Mute Apes, Dog, etc. Yeah. And not to mention ApeCoin. So, like, it's just my view. I'm like, do I, I want to write a proposal and deal with this?
0: No, this is not what I want to be doing. How many how many Board Apes do you have in the fund wallet?
3: The fund has um, has sub ten board apes. Like we do not have a ton of like this is not a huge exposure for us. It's a reasonably large bag, especially because they're I think pretty nice board apes. But like <laughs> this is just also like everything in the whole NFT space is impacted by the price of board apes. And if you don't think so, you're wrong because everyone's doing math on the multiples that a collection can reach if it becomes the price of a board ape. Everyone is impacted by this thing going on with with Paraspace. Like this is meaningful to everyone. And this is also like like Apecoin and all the gripes people had. I, at first I was just complaining. And I was like, you know what? I am not gonna be the person that just complains. I wanna do something about it. You this, popped right?
0: open chat GPT, you said, write me a proposal for Apecoin, boom, chef it up.
3: Yeah, you I'm know what? Kidding. And it took me maybe like ten <laughs> minutes. Like this like I
2: don't know. Like I saw the tweet <laughs> process yesterday, but uh, uh I'm 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 wondering. Like even the practicality of deploying another contract, like just even the technical side of this, and also like so, h- how big of a pain this really is for like the average uh, ape coin staker, like because it feels like, it, look, your your full time existence is really focused on uh, on optimizing your portfolio, but I think the average person probably that's like not their uh, primary thing. So uh,
3: so so two things. One is. Um addressing both of your things. So, like one is this is actually the average ApeCoin staker is doing the optimized and lazy thing, which is depositing in Paraspace. Because the problem is that if you so if you have staked the max amount of Apecoin in the actual contract, right? Then you get additional ApeCoin. That ApeCoin is just sitting there and you have to claim, which is a very gas-intensive button, and it's distinct. You have an ape, a mutant, and a dog. You have to claim three distinct times and pay gas. And then deposit back in the contract to put it in either if you have less than this max staked on your board ape or back into the pool so you're earning like significantly more staking via ParaSpace than you are staking via the actual contract is one thing okay the second thing is deploying a new contract is actually easier than you think because there isn't a contract that has a bunch of ape coin in it that is given out over time there's a contract that is funded monthly that is not managed by the DAO and so like you can just deploy a new contract, stop funding the original contract and fund a new contract.
0: So is this a major misstep from Yuga Labs or just something where, you know, after you roll this out, you kind of figure out that there might be one or two small holes in it. And as a result, you got to clean those up.
3: So this is the interesting thing about this. Yuga Labs did not write the staking contract. Oh, right. There was Horizon. Horizon Labs yeah. wrote the staking contract. And there's a lot of like, Hand waving around what's going on with Horizon Labs, but it seems like Horizon Labs won't touch the staking contract to fix it or the front end. Like they have shipped this and walked away, and it does not seem like there's a working relationship between Horizon Labs and the DAO at this point, Mm. which is very odd, but also like seems like one of those hey, this isn't talked about, but like read what's on the wall here, which is that like they won't upgrade their own contract and the signing rights to upgrade the stake, the Apecoin contract, do not. Seem to be with the Dow, they seem to be with Horizon Labs, which is why they don't fund the contract for longer than a one-month period at any given time.
0: You're just a you're just a vigilante at this point, taking down Horizon Labs and Paraspace, uh, you know, for the greater good of, of the bored apes. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But uh, I love to hear Are there any
2: bored apes remaining that are actually part of
1: the community, or is it all just held by flippers?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bunny. Well... Well, Bunny's got a board ape. I want to. Hear I don't know if...
1: who's here. I don't ask me, dude. They're all gone. <laughs> One or two of them in the crowd still, but <laughs>
0: Spencer, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I was actually
3: gonna shout out Bunny. You know what? This may be. You know what? This may be the day that I follow Bunny back. You don't follow me. What the fuck, Spencer?
1: <laughs> Did you guys know that? Is that even legal?
0: <laughs> you don't follow me. <laughs> Wait, Spencer doesn't follow Bunny? No, d- dude, we've literally
3: all right, I just followed you, Bunny. You know what? Ape follow ape is not dead. The community is thriving and is here. <laughs> okay.
0: That's hilarious. I didn't know I had to implement a rule if you are a core, you know, panelist on this show, you have to follow the other core panelists.
2: I, I created a, a list at the beginning of Board Ape Yacht Club that w- that tracked all of the Board Apes on uh Twitter and uh people would like DM me to get on the list. I wonder now, like, like if you scroll through that list, I bet 90% of people don't have a uh, Board 8 PFP anymore. Um, But it was interesting. There was a tweet going around that showed, like, back when uh, Zeneca had started, which was in June of 2021, uh, his, like, sort of spreadsheet tracking floor prices. And, uh, by the way, quick lesson on that. I've multiple times had situations where people with spreadsheets have outperformed software. And uh, I highly recommend doing it if you're thinking about making some sort of app or something like that, tracking data. Just do it with the spreadsheet, post screenshots. Um, but his, uh, his first thing, it had bored apes at like three ETH.
0: Yep, dogs and, uh, at point
2: 0.8. Yeah, and it had gone down like by point 0.2 the, day,
0: the right. day before. Down 15%, down to three ETH.
2: Yeah, and I was like, dude, that's like it, – it, at that moment in time, like it feels like that's not that much. But if a stock went down 15% in a day or goes up, it's more common now,
0: I guess. Um, but it, that used to be like a pretty big deal. Um, crypto punks at 16 ETH ETH at three K though. So like that board ape is nine grand and this is right after they got the claim of the, uh, of the dogs. So it's not like mega obvious. Like, Oh, I got to take nine grand and dump it into this board. ape.
2: Well, crypto punks, uh, actually at 17.49 up 10% from the day before at 15.9. And this is when ETH is probably around 3000 three to 35 or something. Yeah. And so if you take thirty, I mean that those punks were still fifty thousand dollars at that point in time, <laughs> and 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 I remember feeling like, oh, I just you know I just have a board ape, you know, it's just uh, and and at this point I had offset the cost of my mebit. By the way, those mebits I think sold for two point five ETH like weeks prior. And, and they're, they're sitting down to at four. one. Yeah, under one because literally the punks had dumped on all the mebit holders. So I'd lost five thousand dollars at this point in time. So like <laughs> if you had this like bored ape, you're like, okay, I guess I kind of offset my, my losses here on the on the Meebit debacle. Um, the the biggest obvious.
0: Yeah. And look at the biggest percent winner is my effing pickle. It's too bad. Kix is in here today because he, he, uh, had 10% or something. He had like five. Yeah. Yeah. 10% of the whole supply. And then he didn't sell them. He could have made like over $150,000 and he didn't sell them because he had tweeted about them and thought it would be unethical. And all of his in real life friends said he was like the dumbest guy on the planet. I mean, think about in June 2021, you could have made 150K off of an NFT that's literally called my fucking pickle. And it, it literally, if you go to the thesis behind it, it said on the website, it's a pickle. This was by Cole Ethereum before he made Pudgy Penguins. And kicks had 10% of the supply, and they went to like, you know, I don't remember what number, could have made 200 grand, didn't sell any of them. His in real life friends were like, You're you're ridiculous.
2: Well, it didn't make sense that he didn't like even ki- like. I remember at that time and of all of the quote unethical things he could have been done doing this f- falls really low down that list. <laughs> like like he bought a bunch of them and could have dumped them for a significant amount a- and I think the reason he felt guilty was he was in the the fucking pickle discord and he was uh, building
0: and- a pickle economy. He literally yeah. was <laughs> compensating people <laughs> with pickles posting job descriptions, building a whole economy. Spets, are you unmuted for a moment? What did, you, what did you want to comment? The
3: thing that I, I was looking at that list, <laughs> I saw that tweet yesterday, and the thing that I, was striking to me about it was all the random other projects of like, you know, looking back, it's like, oh, if you were early in the space, like you, you should have had Bored Apes, you should have had Punks, like you should have made just infinite money, right? But there were so many traps. That's the thing that people don't remember about the period of time, is that like, and the thing too is like, the NFTs that ultimately went to zero from that period weren't like cheap NFTs. It right. was like, like you're looking at like, like imagine if like the the random like cheap projects that maybe could make it are like an eighth the price of a boarding right? Like that, that's what it was at the time. And this is like every time that I, like when people always ask me like what the worst trades I ever made in NFTs were, it was trades during that period of time, which were like, it's not like I, a, in an absolute sense, lost the most money off that trade. It's just like, I had this instead of buying like a two ETH board eight, but like you have to understand the trade-offs. There were so so
1: egregiously bad,
3: right? Is like
2: that—that's the real regrets. That, those are the ones you're like, oh, for, for
0: sure. And so, like, real quick, pause
2: if, this. If it kicks, it kicks on this video is very clean shaven. It looks like he hasn't been through the uh, the bear market. I'm I'm wondering like if you look at my myself literally just in the past two years. I, The amount of aging that's been done as a result of all this. I I feel
0: like I look the same, but so ladies and gentlemen, on the YouTube stream, Clemente has a video pulled up from June, 2021. It's me and kicks on a YouTube stream. And he's talking about my fucking pickle. I look at myself. I look the same, except I haven't ruptured my Achilles yet at that point. So I think athletically I must've been in a stronger place, but this is just so funny. This is kicks in his basement. He used to do this in his basement to his left is a 3d printer that he, he bought right at the start of COVID because golf was getting hot and he was going to 3d print golf balls in preparation of a golf ball shortage. He thought he was going to literally print money in 3d form with a three, like, like talk about an entrepreneur. Um, you know, I, He never even mentioned that to me, like <laughs> what the intention of
2: that thing was, but that that's hilarious. He <laughs> thought that was going to work out. What, what's the weight of the ball at that point? It's like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, he was going to print three. He was, can you print golf balls with a 3D printer? Is that something? No. <laughs>
2: I mean, hard. I think maybe you can, but you'd have to you'd have to make it quite dense and you'd have to have some like metal or something, some weight in the middle of it to actually make it substantive. Yeah, I don't Yeah, I, golf I don't know
0: balls that. aren't plastic, are they? Or, I guess, maybe, yeah, the outside, the the outside of it is plastic. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe Kix had a better idea than me. I think he still has that 3D printer, which is absolutely hilarious. Anyway, there's also a video from that era where me and Kix are looking at board apes and they're like 0. 0.6 ETH. And I'm like, that's too expensive. So I don't really want to talk about that. Um, anyway, we can move on from this ape situation. Uh, I, I mean, look. You know, this is someone just texted me and said that they can 3D print golf balls for sure. We're not getting into the golf business, okay? But
2: well, you got to do those in, if you've ever cut open one. I feel like the inside is like a rubber band ball, like in the, on the inside of a uh, – uh, uh, off of a golf ball because it creates that springiness. Let's get
0: into the technical. Well, if I cut uh, open, I feel like, Nick, what you're talking about is you just absolutely blast. Just absolutely blast a drive and the golf ball explodes. Is that how you found out?
2: Um, I, I yeah, well, because I have so much power. Yes, that is correct. I need to be careful when I'm uh, when when I'm hitting the balls. <sighs> Clearly, he did enough research though that someone did like validate his thesis. Like, I don't think that. Like, well, I don't know with him.
0: Like, like, I, yeah, I don't know with him either, but if he did right now today a limited run of like 150 kicks golf balls, I think they would certainly sell out. Spencer?
3: <laughs> I just someone someone in the, in the YouTube comments said, uh, you know, are, is portal holders getting an airdrop of golf balls? Like <laughs> all I could picture in my head was Nick like smashing golf ball, golf balls at holders like at an event, <laughs> like having them run around? You're like,
2: okay, I can oh
3: catch God. one! Like here you go! Like putting it all the way across. Like, I don't know why that that was the image in my head. Or you could do.
2: I, I couldn't get it out. You're also like, we're doing limited run bullets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> writing people's names on the bullets and, print, you know, the assassin. Yeah, exactly. No, but I do like the – that's hilarious, Spencer. I like the idea of the holders being down the fairway and Nick just raining drives on them. We could do golf balls and print Nick's face and my face on them so that people are just smashing our faces with golf clubs. There's a lot that we could actually do. that. Maybe weird,
1: that, When Spencer brought up the golf balls, like I pictured them with Nick's face on them. I don't know why. <laughs>
2: Uh, well, I, I'd gladly print
3: them so, if you'll buy them. <laughs> well, some people have a you know, some people have a voice for radio, but Nick has a face for golf balls.
0: <laughs> oh my god. That was a good one. Uh yeah, maybe maybe we do limited run NFT morning show merch that's separate uh from like Bodago's merch and stuff like that. We'll see, we'll see. Uh look, um on the board ape front, we talked about the Paris Base situation. Obviously, Spencer did a deep dive on ape staking. Like what is what is the current state of affairs with ape staking? Have people that have like a mutant and max ape coin staked? Has that been a very strong move? Obscenely profitable. Okay, okay.
3: Uh, the thing is, the thing is, I think it's still close to like a hundred percent APR on on uh, ape coin, and ape coin hasn't gone down fifty percent, right? So like, um, I don't know. Like I, I think that. It's been one of the better trades. It's also been surprising to me how few people are actually utilizing the staking. Like, it would not be as profitable if more people were doing staking with their Apecoin. Um, but, you no, know, one of the best trades since January has been just max staking Apecoin.
0: Wow. Well, th- look at that. And you need to do that with a VPN because you can't do that in the United States legally, right?
3: Uh, you shouldn't do it with a VPN. Don't do anything to to get around legal things, etc.
0: Well, look at that. Look look at that going on record. Would you go on record and say that, Spencer? Say
3: what I just said? Yeah, of course. You know, don't do illegal things. Don't get around laws by using VPNs. Look at that.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get to the free NFT in just a moment. Uh, Last shout out to Phantom Wallet, today's sponsor. Uh, Look, if you're an NFT enthusiast, you need a wallet that is, and I want to emphasize this, Purpose built for the community of people that trade NFTs. It's not for software engineers. It's not for people that are technical. It's for people that are buying and selling NFTs. That goes into the user interface, that goes into the security, that goes into all the functionality of the wallet. So you should check out Wallet because they're uh, yeah, check out Wallet. Check out Phantom Wallet because their browser extension and mobile apps make it super easy to manage your NFTs across Ethereum, Matic, and Solana. You're going to buy Bodogos on Solana, you can use Phantom. You're going to buy Utes on Matic, you can use Phantom. You're going to buy a mutant ape on Ethereum, Phantom, Phantom, Phantom. Anyway – You can view all the details of each NFT. You can display it in the wallet, list it directly from the wallet, which I've been talking about. That's coming to Ethereum shortly. That's a dope feature. And there's the support for multiple seed phrases. So you're not going to burn gas fees sending ETH NFTs in your Phantom wallet. You can just import that wallet right into Phantom. Uh, So there's already millions of users. They're already using Phantom. What are you waiting for? Go to phantom.app. That's P-H-A-N-T-O-M.app for a superior user experience, security you can actually understand, and functionality that just flat out doesn't exist in other wallets with multi-chain support. What more can I say? Anyway, uh, Clemente, we got our free NFT today. Let's go, homeboy. Sorry, I was I was trying to put uh, take your Nick's, time, Clemente. Take your time. I was trying to put Nick's face on a golf ball for the last 10 minutes. Okay. So that was uh, what I've been doing. <laughs> Clemente taking the lead on the merch initiatives. Let's go. You,
2: you could have just asked me and I, I could have done it as well. Just uh, I'm a i Photoshop wanted it to be a master.
0: surprise. I oh. be a surprise. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> the password for today's free NFT is Anubis Anubis. It's actually Anubis A-N- U B I S. That's the uh, password. A N U B I S. Go to the nifty.com/claim, slash put in the password Anubis What does in- that word even mean? It's Anubis. It's the it's the dog uh Egyptian uh like mummy or whatever. Or like the, you know in in ancient Egypt they had artwork and sculptures of Anubis. So, anyway, let's pull up this NFT. It's from the Bodago's Relics Collection. Here, here, we here we go. Clemente's pulling it up on I'm, uh, YouTube stream. I'm, yeah, I'm here Clemente. we go. The title of the NFT is The Head of the Black Jackal. And the description is, as the mysterious headdress lies in its ancient tomb, its golden glow and intricate design hint at the secrets and power that lie within. The power and mystique of the the, uh, head of the black jackal can be felt pulsing through the air, promising untold riches and rewards to those brave enough to claim it.
2: Bluewood says we aren't cultured. And uh, you can say that again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> people named people named Nick and Clemente aren't. I came up okay. with the title, okay. of the, the scope, the title, and the description of the damn NFT. So eat your heart out. Blue blue face or whatever his name was. Um, anyway, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Go to the nifty.com slash claim. Type in Anubis, A-N-U-B-I-S, for today's free NFT. Shout out to uh, today's sponsor one last time. That is Phantom Wallet, the superior wallet for your NFTs. We do the show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10, 15 a.m. Eastern time, every damn day, or Monday through Friday, not every day, uh, every damn week. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, if you want to share it with people outside of the Twitterverse, uh, and also on YouTube, if you want to see our beautiful faces during the show. We will be back tomorrow tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. We will catch you next time.